Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Find Your Free, the podcast. I am your hostess, Rachel Voss, and this is episode nine, already almost at the 10 episode mark. Um, And so I had one idea that I was sort of bouncing around in my mind for this particular episode. And then I just felt like, I'm not sure if I have the conversation formulated that I want to have. And then somewhere in my spirit, it hit me to just let this be a guided meditation episode. And so that's why I called this episode Shavasana. So if you are a yoga practitioner, if you take a couple of yoga classes, you may know that Shavasana is the final posture, um, typically the final posture that is offered in a yoga class. And so whether a practice is active or gentle or restorative or whatever it is, a combination of all of it, usually a yoga practice ends with taking a few moments of rest. So sitting in stillness, um, it's where the practice integrates, where the movement, what came up, what you're noticing, just all of it kind of comes together as you sit in this place of rest. Um, The goal being that once you come out of rest, you are hopefully feeling more restored, some release, renewed, you know, all of that good stuff um, and able to, to move on from there. So this episode is called Shavasana because I want it to be like Shavasana in an episode. (laughs) Um, When David, my love, and I uh, first sat down to talk about what this podcast would look like and feel like, he said that to me in that conversation. He's like, you know, it's got to be like Shavasana in a podcast, you know, because that's usually um, the favorite part of a yoga class. I know with my students um, and my community, most folks come for the Shavasana, sometimes the messaging, <laughs> but definitely the, the Shavasana. So that's what this episode is going to, to be. It's going to be a meditation. Um, so if you want to take a moment to maybe grab a cup of tea, maybe you already have that. Um, maybe if you want to sit on the ground, maybe grab a comfortable pillow, a blanket, something to sit on. Maybe you have a yoga mat and you want to lie on your back, bending your knees. If you're lying in the bed, you can do the same thing. Um, or just find your favorite chair, your favorite, you know, wherever you like to sit um, and get comfortable, get cozy. If you do choose to lie on your back, um, I do offer or invite, as I like to tell my students, I like to invite my students to bend the knees, maybe bring your arms out to the side like a T, unless you feel called to maybe rest your hands on your belly, your heart, something like that. But the idea is to keep some sort of awareness in the body. And so in Shavasana, we typically lie flat out. You know, think of like a starfish pose. That's what I tell my students. We're like a starfish pose, just flat out. Um, And (laughs) after, especially after an active practice, that space of rest can tempt a student to fall asleep. I've done it plenty of times myself. The idea, though, with Shavasana, with meditation, is to keep presence and awareness in the mind and the body. And sleep is considered an altered state of consciousness where we're not fully present. And so when we're lying flat out, there can be that temptation to doze off. 
Um, and so if you bend the knees, if you do something with the arms, maybe place the hands a certain kind of way, um, that can help you keep some awareness in the body to stay awake and to stay present. That being said, again, I have been in practices where I was receiving the practice. I had my knees bent. I had, you know, arms out to the side like a T. And the last thing I heard was take a deep breath. And the next thing I hear is like, okay, so now we're coming back into awareness. Like I definitely have slept through the whole thing. And if it happens, don't beat yourself up. Don't be hard on yourself. My feeling is that your body needed those moments of sleep, you know, of rest in that way. But in terms of practicing being present, um, bringing your body into a way that you can keep awareness in the body, not so that you're stiff and uncomfortable. You want to be able to sit comfortably um, because this is going to be about a 20-minute meditation. Um, So you want to make sure you're sitting comfortably, but again, having that awareness. And so if you have not practiced meditation before, maybe you've tried it here or there, 20 minutes might sound like, oh my God, that sounds so long. Do what you can, do what you can. Um, My yoga teacher taught me or taught us really her trainees that, um, you know, when a student feels like they want to come out of a posture outside of, say, a posture um, not being good for their body or it's telling their body like this, this is painful. I I shouldn't be here. There's there's that sort of sensation that we always want to honor. But then there is bringing the body into these shapes, pushing yourself to an edge where things are really uncomfortable. And it's like, oh, my God, I want to get out of this place. Right. But the practice teaches us that it teaches us how to get into these places of discomfort and learn how to rely on our breath and find ease in those places. The ultimate goal being that as we practice that on the mat or with our meditation, we apply that in our lives off the mat, because certainly As beautiful as life can be, it certainly has its challenging moments. And when we find ourselves up to our edge in life, you know, what happens? What do we do, right? And so yoga is a practice. Meditation is a practice um, that teaches us how to stay in the breath, how to stay present, how to stay aware of your emotions, how to regulate your emotions instead of letting everything else sort of take control and you end up reacting. Um, So... That is what the the practice teaches us. And so I know it might feel like, oh, my God, you know, 20 minutes sounds so long. But as I was taught, that's what I was saying. I kind of lost track (laughs) of my thought for a second there. Um, But what I was saying as my yoga teacher taught us is when you get into those places where it does feel uncomfortable and when you feel like I want to come out, take a breath, pause and see if you can stay in that space a little bit longer. If you feel that again, take another breath, see if you can stay a little bit longer. And then try one more breath for a cycle of three. See if you can stay a little bit longer. And then when you get to that place or if you get to that place of taking three, maybe four breaths and you feel like I I, got to go, then maybe come out. You can always come back or maybe your body, your mind, your spirit has sort of hit its limit in that moment and you honor that. So if 20 minutes sounds really daunting for you, um, just do what you can have compassion with yourself, have ease with yourself. If you step away for a moment, you can come back. Um, But maybe this is an opportunity to try to sit for 20 minutes. Maybe this is something um, you've been working on. It's, you know, one of your spiritual practice goals to be able to sit um, for 20 minutes. And it doesn't have to be 20 minutes every day. It's certainly recommended, um, but it doesn't have to be 20 minutes every day. It can be once or twice. You know, maybe your practice is mainly a minute, five minutes in the morning. You know, what you can do during the day. 
um, you know, the goal being do what you can, because the more you do what you can, the more you will invite going deeper into the practice, if that makes sense. So let me give a quick example of what that might look like. So I am um, really working on building my relationship with my ancestors. So really working on building an altar and spending time and just really honoring their presence um, in my life. And so in my sort of my studies or my understanding and trying to gain understanding of how to grow this relationship, um, I've heard of, and this is, this applies to general meditation practices. Um, but you know, I've heard of the practice of like getting up between like four and six in the morning and really spending those particular hours with your ancestral altar, um, you know, spending time in meditation and reflection. Um, and I am just not a four to six a.m. kind of person. I am just not. Um, I'm not a super late sleeper. I always say I'm kind of like a ten to four kind of girl. <laughs> but um, so I struggle. I struggle like that is you know my work. Some of my journey is making that effort to to get up during that time. It's something. I struggle with. It's something I want to do. It's something I'm trying not to be hard on myself about. So it's, it, it, ha- it looks a lot of different ways in my life, this four to six thing, right? But deep down, I'm like, I just want to know that I can do it. I at least want to see myself do it maybe for like a 30 day or, you know, two weeks straight or something like that. So, but anyway, it is said that, um, you know, those can be the magic hours, right? And so it's like, all right, let me try and get up and do that. And then I'll be successful for like a couple of days. And then you have that one day where you sleep in and then that leads to like, you know, a a slide or a slippery slope rather of like, you know, not getting up at that time again. And so, you know, you, you kind of find yourself in that place. And so what happens is the day that you sleep in, you wake up and then you're beating yourself up for not getting up earlier, right? And so, you know, I mentioned in a, a couple of episodes ago, I think I mentioned that I'm I'm currently in a rites of passage program for women. And um, part of the program um, includes like one on one coaching calls, like monthly coaching calls with the with the woman who is leading um, this program. And so I was sharing this with her in my last coaching call, like, yeah, I'm trying to be like better about getting up from like four to six. And she's like, well, you know, you're really just trying to build this relationship like just start by focusing on the relationship like start by every morning when you get up even if it's just walking by and saying hey good morning like just get yourself into the practice of working with the ancestors and then the more you build that you'll be able to to continue building like it's like a foundation you'll be able to continue building and then you'll get yourself to a place where it's like okay I am actively working with them. You know, I'm sitting every day. I'm, I'm doing that practice alone. And then it's like adding the layers of like, okay, now let's add this four to six. So what I'm trying to do, what I, and usually this is how I tend to approach things. It's like, what's it like you see the forest instead of like the individual trees. So I'm always like, ah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, how can I eat this whole elephant at once? You know what I mean? Like, how can I approach this whole thing at once instead of taking it piece by piece? And that was such a great reminder for me. So um, I offer that to you, you know, if 
five minutes every day is like where you start, then do that. If that's what you feel like you have, then do that because the day will come. I promise when you stick with a practice like this, I know it from my experience in yoga and these other spiritual practices that when you stick with something consistently, you will get to a place where you're like, okay, I'm I'm ready for a little bit more. When you find something that really nourishes your mind, your spirit, your body, you know, something that just feels really good for you, You'll get to a place where you where you will want more of that, where you will want to grow in that. And then those five minutes will turn to 10 minutes, 10 will turn to 20. And, you know, and there you go. So a very long <laughs> roundabout way, again, to say, do what you can. Maybe you just want to sit. Uh, maybe you're not in full meditation. I have had a couple people reach out to me. My dear friend Dion, shout out to you. Um, she mentioned that she listens to this while she's sewing. Um, another listener, Kara, shout out to you, told me she listens to this um, while she knits. So, you know, maybe it's just having uh, a space of mindful silence, if you would, if you are listening to this while you're, you know, working on a project or working on a craft or something like that. So, Use this 20 minutes, um, however, it can be of benefit for you, you know. But again, if it's an opportunity um, to learn how to sit in meditation for 20 minutes, then I invite you to take advantage of the opportunity. So with that, um, let's go ahead and set up for this. And so how it will look is um, I will guide you into a space of relaxation, you know, just softening the body. Um, and then I'll guide us into the breath and then I'm going to be silent. I'm going to be silent for pretty much the 20 minutes. Um, I'll pop in here and there with just a reminder, um, to stay connected with the breath, you know, to come back into the room in case you've mentally left the room. Um, but it's pretty much going to be silent. Uh, and then I will bring us back into awareness and bring us out of the practice. So, If you haven't already found your comfortable seat, go ahead and find that. If you are sitting in a chair or, say, on a couch um, and you have your feet on the floor or you're in a position where you're sitting with your feet on the floor, just make sure you have, you're sitting in such a way that your feet can be firmly planted so you feel that sense of grounding and connection. Lengthen your spine so if you're rounded or slumped in the spine, lengthen the spine, soften the shoulders. And if you're sitting on the ground, maybe you're choosing to sit cross-legged or you're sitting on your knees or your legs straight in front or however it feels good to sit for you. If you are on a yoga mat, say like on a hardwood floor, I would invite you again to have maybe a pillow, a cushion, a folded up blanket, something that can give your lower back some support. If you're sitting on a carpeted floor, that should be okay. If you need a little more cushioning, grab your pillow. And again, if you are lying down, maybe bending the knees, doing something with the arms, if there is a yoga posture you like to take from your back that's relaxing for you, I know some students love to take um, reclined bound angle, supta baddha konasana, if I can just throw my yoga speak out there. (laughs) Um, So find what feels good to you. And you can rest your hands on your thighs, the palms face down to create a sense of grounding If there is something you are looking to receive, maybe you truly just want to feel yourself receive this practice, receive this gift, this idea of being present, you can flip the palms up. You can also rest your hands on your belly, your heart, maybe one hand on your heart, one hand on your belly. Or again, if you're lying on your back, maybe you have the arms out to the side, 
like a T, palms facing up or down, whatever feels good for you. And taking a nice deep breath in. And with the exhale, let the air out through your mouth. Finding that again, taking a deep breath in, lifting through the crown of your head, the top of your head. Exhale out through the mouth, maybe letting out an audible sigh. You can continue breathing out, in and out in that fashion. Feeling your jawline soften, your teeth unclench, your lips soften and relax. Maybe noticing how the tongue floats to the top of your mouth. Maybe letting the eyes close if that feels good for you. And if closing the eyes is not a comfortable space, you can choose to leave the eyes halfway open or maybe very gently focus your gaze somewhere in the room or on the floor. Take another deep breath in. Maybe you notice how your belly expands as you breathe in. And as you exhale, feel your navel drawing back to your spine, almost like the navel's being pulled back to your spine. Inhale. And exhale. Feeling your fingers relax, your toes, the arms, the legs, everything softening, coming into a place of ease. Maybe you're noticing some spots or areas in the physical body that might still be holding on to tension or tightness. If you're experiencing that, just bring your awareness to wherever you are experiencing this. Take a breath in and with the exhale, feel the intentional release of the tension, of the tightness. I like to offer the practice of silently telling yourself, I am releasing and fill in the blank with what it is you are letting go of. If you're noticing tightness and tension in the mind, the same practice applies to just notice what you're noticing. And with the exhale, feel that intentional release. And as we move through this practice, you may notice that the mind gets a little loud. It starts to feel busy. It's almost sort of a natural thing, right? That as soon as we come into this place of stillness, the mind wants to go a million miles an hour. But that's because we are giving space for the mind to, you know, we're giving space for um, awareness of what's going on in the mind. So often we are just coming and going and living our lives that we're not really noticing what we're taking in in our mind space, right? And so when we find these moments of quiet, it's like all that stuff we've taken in is now speaking loudly. So just notice all of that. As my beautiful stepmother always says, our thoughts are like clouds. 
and they're coming and going. And we are trying not to attach to any one cloud, but just noticing, remembering that our mind is like the sky, always still. And so as we move through this practice, if you notice thoughts, don't beat yourself up. Just notice what you're noticing, take a breath in, and with every exhale, invite yourself to come back to the present. Meditation is a beautiful practice that reminds us we could begin again right where we are. So every time you feel distracted, notice the distraction, come back and begin again with ease, compassion, and the breath. We'll take one more deep breath in. Exhale out through the mouth. And just allow yourself to be.
Continue keeping your shoulders soft, face relaxed, feeling your breath. Keep your mind anchored to your breath. Noticing your inhales and your exhales.
continue staying with your breath.
taking a deep breath in, exhaling out through the mouth. As you continue to rest here, I'll share a passage from Melody Beattie's Journey to the Heart, Daily Meditations on the Path to Freeing Your Soul. And this passage is called, Value Your Connection to Truth. Trust what you know, not what you think you know, but what you know in your heart. We often know the truth long before we let ourselves see and believe it, long before we're ready to acknowledge it. For many reasons, fear, timing, and a myriad of issues too long to list, we ignore and discount what we know in our heart. But the truth doesn't go away. What's true, what we know to be true, will nag at us and haunt us. And even if we try to run from that truth, our experiences will ultimately lead us back to it. Life may bring us many issues we want to run from, issues that are a challenge. But the real challenge we face is learning to trust ourselves and trust what we know to be true. Maybe someone once told us we couldn't be trusted. That's too bad. But what's worse is that we began to believe it and started to tell ourselves that too. Your heart can be trusted. Don't doubt it. It will inevitably connect you to what's true. Love yourself enough to trust what you know then stay connected to truth. Hmm. You can begin to press your thumbs against your fingertips as you begin to find gentle awareness in your body. Maybe begin to wiggle your fingers, wiggle your toes. Maybe gently turn your head from side to side or tilt your head up and down. If you're lying on your back, it might be nice to rock the knees from side to side. Taking another breath in and out. And I chose this passage today to stay connected to truth because this practice, this place of um, sitting in stillness with yourself, giving your mind, your body, your spirit a chance to, to rest, um, these are practices, yoga, meditation, these are practices that help us stay connected to who we truly are so that when we get off our course, uh, when we get off our path, you know, like I always say, we use our heart as our GPS. These practices are tools, you know, that help us tune into the GPS. They are practices that help us to get to know ourselves, to know our body, um, to trust ourselves as we move our body through these shapes. You know, again, when we're in a practice, especially uh, maybe an active practice or if you practice yin yoga, whatever it is, if you've had experience on the mat, I'm sure you've had a moment where you're like, oh my God, why? am I doing this right but again it's trusting ourselves to put ourselves in these shapes in these postures trusting ourselves to not enough to know that we'll get through that and get to the other side of the practice getting to the end of the practice which is Shavasana so stay connected with your practice 
to help you stay connected to your truth. And again, it doesn't have to be 20 minutes every day. If you can do that, great. But it's just giving yourself time to check in with your heart space, to check in with yourself, just to check in in general. Um, and it's just it's just always important, right, to, to start with number one, to start with yourself. So the more that you anchor yourself and you build yourself up and you nourish yourself, the more you will have what you need for your journey ahead. So I do hope this episode, um, this practice was a benefit for you. Um, the goal is for this to be um, an episode that you can pull up anytime that you feel like you need a meditation. Um, if you enjoy this practice, stay tuned. Um, behind the scenes, I am working on offering audio meditations, other guided meditations, so other ways to stay um, connected with me. Um, I also offer two free guided live meditations monthly, so um, do be sure to stay connected um, with me via Instagram, Rachel Voss Yoga, maybe Facebook, Rachel Voss Yoga, if you are on Facebook or on the interwebs, rachelvossyoga.com. So, yeah, thank you. Thank you for your time, and thank you for letting me offer this practice to you. And with that, we'll go ahead and close it out. Um, as always, by saying, may you be happy, may you be free, may you be peaceful, easeful, useful, and joyful. The light in me honors the light in each of you. Thank you for joining, and I'll see you next week.